Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. It's a tough song to play after the Chiefs lose to the Raiders. Either way, uh, the Grinch and Quentin and Dusty Likens with you today on 610 Sports Radio. Filling in for the guys from Cooking Gold. Gold will be back tomorrow and Thursday, I'll be back Friday with Drew Nixon during this time slot. I'll be with Carrington tomorrow from 2 to 6. But now we are joined by Nate Taylor, who joins us here on Cody and Gold. Nate, how are you on this somber Tuesday afternoon? Oh, fellas. Um, Uh, uh, I'm doing all right, you know. Uh, I'm trying to think about both the small picture and the big picture, but um, this is the first time this year, uh, Dusty, that I can tell myself, man, I guess I got to rewatch this game. Uh, and then um, in the, in the process of doing that, of watching every snap of the team's loss yesterday, I just can't imagine how much it's going to drive. Cause they've already watched it. I'm sure how much it's going to drive Patrick, Andy, Matt Nagy, Kelsey, um, how it's going to drive everyone nuts. Um, because they are, they are a team that is not just undisciplined, um, but they're also a team that, that's not getting better. And that's something that I, I don't think I've ever said um, about a Chiefs team, you know, going into the new year. Nate Taylor joins us from The Athletic. Nate, one thing I said today is that we were going to treat it as if we're just going to rip the Band-Aid off, right? Like you've got a, you got a little dude that you have that you call your son where I'm sure you've had opportunities where, you know, they fall and scrape their leg and then you've got to rip that thing off or you can go, all right, we're just going to slowly do this. Today is a rip the Band-Aid off sort of get your emotions out today because, I mean, look, dude, they got booed at home and the first time that I can remember in a long time, I mean, it's probably been 10 years, and they gave up 14 points in 12 seconds, and at one point they had negative 18 yards for almost an entire quarter. Um, you agree that uh, you got to rip it off and call a spade a spade today? Of course. Yeah, you, you have to. And, um, you know, this has been a team, and I don't need to get into, like, every example, Dusty, but this is a team that, you know, has really lacked discipline and accountability. Um, but there, there's nowhere – there's no one or nowhere for them to hide, right? Um, and what I mean by that is, hey – Richie James is on the roster, guys. All right? Um, Hey, Kadarius Toney, he didn't play. Uh, Look, you got all your linebackers available. Um, Now, would I choose Leo Shadal in a gotta-have-it situation late in the game when you know the teams are on the ball? I might pick Drew Tranquil. Um, But look, man, things have affected Patrick so much. And again, I, I, I wonder if he will be willing to admit it today when he talks to Carrington 
Um, but I wonder if he's willing to admit that all the issues finally got to him yesterday. Because as you say, they gave up two touchdowns. But they also knew the Raiders can't move the ball on us consistently. Uh, so you have an entire, you know, 40 minutes or 35, I think, is actually when it happened. The, the, the second touchdown was with five minutes left mm-hmm. in the second quarter. So you have 35 minutes to just incrementally prove that you're the better team. But the quarterback kind of lost his mind yesterday. And what I mean by that is he made poor decisions. He didn't read plays downfield the way he's normally accustomed to. He let pressure get to him to where even when there was a clean pocket, he's escaping. And now, because of everything that's gone on, who does he trust? Well, I trust myself to scramble and get yards to keep the chains moving, um, but I'm not trusting anybody with a 50-50 opportunity. And I'm not even looking Travis Kelsey's way, even though Travis Kelsey's kind of open a lot against the Raiders' zone coverage when I look back and rewatch the game. So, yeah, you got to rip it off, and you got to say, that's the worst game we've played all season. And instead of letting it affect us even more against Cincinnati or Los Angeles before the playoffs, uh, this is the rock bottom, and they need to start making the considerable decisions to do the hard things. Um, and that's going to lead them to success because they're not going to do it flashy, and Mahomes can't save them. There's a few of you guys that cover this team throughout the entire year, yourself, Pete, guys like that, that – I always do kind of like say a little prayer for you all before I go to bed after after a game like after a game like this because you know like I mean I don't know if the, I don't I don't know if the feeling is mutual like oh damn Dusty's gonna go talk for four hours about that game like good luck to him oh, with that I text believe, line oh, um, I I that's why I'm here my friend yeah yeah so and that's you know kind of where I've been today is try to just be a voice to the people like let your frustrations out because where we've also kind of stated to today is that. You know, the Chiefs the last five years, they have they have set themselves as the standard, which is what you want to do in the NFL. You want to be that team. You want to be those Patriots that went on all those runs for all those years with Brady and Belichick. And when you falter at the top, everything is zoomed in on more. Everything is criticized a little bit, uh, a little bit more on the on the side of the team. It always seems to do the right thing. And now this seem this seems to be a team that's doing all the wrong things at the wrong time. And uncharacteristic things are starting to show not only in play, but also you look at the stat sheet where Mahomes had 27 completions, I believe, and 17, Nate, from what I saw, were behind or at the line of scrimmage. That does not look like a team of the past. And you talk accountability. Where do we put that on? Is it is it trust or is it offensive scheme? Because I wish I could, if I had a shot of tequila for every time I saw the word naggy on the text line today, I'd have been hammered by 11. Ah. <laughs> uh, look, you deserve some blame. Like, uh, let's be honest, right? Um, you just you just said the stat that is so telling, Dusty. If they're passing the ball behind the line of scrimmage or at the line of scrimmage, which ultimately uh, removes your offensive line, which I think is quite a admission that nobody will publicly say. But like, look, if Jawan Taylor struggling, we get it. Um, there's tape now on Wanya Morris. And it's just unfortunate that Max Crosby's across the field and he knows every tendency that you have, and he gives you a plethora of moves to keep you off balance. So, okay, we don't trust the offensive line. That is basically what Matt Nagy and Andy Reid told everyone yesterday. The problem with that is where is the wrinkle on top of the idea 
that you're not trusting your offensive line by throwing behind the line of scrimmage or at the line of scrimmage. And so one of the things that Justin Watson told me yesterday, which I thought was very telling, is, hey, man, they're jumping routes, and we didn't take advantage of it. So if the defense knows, hey, he's not going to throw the ball downfield, you have to give some impression that you're going to do that and then sneak behind the secondary. But the Raiders never had to worry about that. So, okay, all it comes down to now is rally and tackle to the football. And I will give Antonio Pierce a lot of credit. The Raiders did not miss very many tackles unless it was on a screenplay, uh, obviously most notably to Clyde Edwards-Alaire. But when you're throwing the ball to Rasheed Rice and Travis Kelsey just to get the ball in their hands, um, look, man, there's more of them than there is you. And, again, if the pass protection can't hold up, then this offense is doomed. And so if the Raiders are figuring that out, and if the Raiders know, hey, we're in the red zone, all we got to do is drop eight because ain't nobody going to get separation, which puts all the pressure on Patrick Mahomes. Well, guess what? It works time after time after time. Um, and I just think moving forward, Andy Reid and Matt Nagy should deserve criticism because the game plan was very easy for the Raiders. They're not going to test us deep. All we have to do is sit on all these short routes, maybe the occasional intermediate route, and all we have to do now is tackle. If we tackle, the quarterback will feel pressure. The quarterback will put it on himself to go beyond what is required of him. And, look, their, their tackles aren't good. And so we continue to dominate. We continue to dictate the game to the offense. And that is shocking, Dusty, because the Raiders are not good defensively. I cannot state that enough. The Raiders are not good but they allowed the Raiders to dictate the game to them because their offensive game plan was not, was not, I mean, let's be honest. It was, it was one of the worst offensive game plans I've seen all year from them. Yeah. Their quarterback didn't complete a pass for three quarters in a row and they still won anything for 62 yards. Yes. yes. Because the defense, because the Raiders defense, Hey, as long as we get pressure on Mahomes, he's not going to find anybody deep. And, one of the most psychologically troubling parts of this season, when I watched the All-22 yesterday, or excuse me, this, uh, this morning, when I watched the All-22 this morning, you know the most shocking thing to me was? Marquez Valdez-Scantlin is open multiple times mm -hmm. in the intermediate area of the field. The problem is, based on what he did against the Eagles, mm -hmm. based on what he did against the Packers, Patrick Mahomes never looks his way. So when people say, man, Marcos Aldez-Kinlan is out there running cardio for 60 snaps, he's literally doing that because the quarterback does not trust him enough and will not read the play out enough to give Marcos Aldez-Kinlan a chance. And that is, again, it's the worst game from all of them. But it finally, like, I, think the, I think Patrick Mahomes finally cracked yesterday. And it won't be a statistical line like Brock Purdy where you're like, man, he had four turnovers and they had to yank him. And, you know, he was just abysmal. It's more subtle than that because when they did try to throw the football downfield, and again, not a ton, not a ton, but when they did try it, man, MVS is open. But what is he giving me all year? So why would I look his direction? Mm -hmm. And, you again, the, the coaching point for Mahomes now, now needs to be, you have to do the simple things over and over and over again, even if you don't get success. Even if, even if success doesn't come two out of every three plays, you still got to do it because it's the only way they're going to move the football consistently because they don't have a game breaker outside of Travis Kelsey. And, again, he's being double teamed 
for large portions of the game. You bring up two key positions going into next year, as I would assume you've seen some of the same sort of comments on the social media platform that we consider calling an X these days, was that what's more important next year in the offseason? Going and getting not one, but two solid weapons at wide receiver and having to probably hit a home run in the draft and also the tackle situation, right? You've got to protect that, you know, billion-dollar arm back there, but you've also got to protect his, you know, weapons on the outside because this year it just ain't it. Guys, I think they're sad at offensive line. They, they are. It is what it is. They're going to have to start paying, you know, Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith if that's what you choose to do. Obviously, Joe Tooney's back next season. Um, because you drafted Wanya Morris, and he can play. He has a lot of talent. Yeah. I just think he needs to get through the experience. And it's tough. Again, do you um, like the, the crazy thing? And look, this is reminds you that like you're not in the like you're not in the most dynamic part of the dynasty. You're sort of in the back end or sort of trying to reload again. But it is fascinating to me, Dusty, that they're asking a rookie to be their number one receiver and a rookie to be their left tackle. Um, but because of this experience, Wanya Morris will be much better served for next year. Uh, you gave the money to Jawan Taylor. You can't cut Jawan Taylor next year. It would be, um, it would be, uh, it would be a problem from a salary cap standpoint to cut him. Now, once you get from year two to year three, it's a little bit more 50-50, you know, take your gamble. Um, but they're not going to be able to trade up to get somebody to be a starting level right tackle or starting level left tackle in the first round. They have a higher chance of getting someone who's going to be uh, a better pass catcher, whether that's receiver or tight end. Um, I know a lot of people haven't said this yet, but I think fans, if they care n- enough, should really look for who is the best tight end not named Brock Bowers in the draft. Um, because Travis Kills is going to be 35 next season. Um, Blake Bell, I think he's playing his last snaps as an NFL player. God bless him. But, you know, he's also up there in age. Uh, Noah Gray is still on a rookie contract, so obviously he can contribute. But he's known for mostly run blocking and giving you a secondary option. They're going to need, they're gonna need whether it's free agency or the draft, more likely free agency at wide receiver. And I would say more tight end from the draft. They got to start drafting someone to tie it in and really starting to develop them because I think Noah Gray is is good, but he was taken in the fifth round. Okay, mm-hmm. so he's giving you more than what you would ask of him as a fifth round pick. Uh, they need to hit in free agency. They need to call Mike Evans until he stops answering the phone. Uh, that would be my step. I know T Higgins is out there. He's probably not coming, but you can probably get Mike Evans who continues to get a thousand yards and at least knows how to run routes and. Um, you know, is a reliable, consistent pass catcher. Uh, but they need they need a veteran presence at the receiving position, and they need to address tight end as well. Because um, asking Travis Kelsey to do this again next year, I think is too much to put on a 35-year-old Hall of Fame tight end who clearly um, is aging uh, to a point where, hey, father time is going to win eventually. You think he's there yet? You think it's – what what percentage is this it for him? He has maybe, you know, I've said this before, and I didn't want to be necessarily prophetic, mm-hmm. but I'm just telling you what the NFL history of that position is. Once you get to 34, 35, it's pretty much a wrap for everybody, unless your name is Tony Gonzalez or Shannon Sharp. And even Shannon Sharp kind of has a similar dip that Travis Kelsey is experiencing. Um, he can still get open but he needs he needs a collection of supporting cast members around him 
to still be effective, right? Um, it's amazing. Even though they got their doors blown off, it's amazing that last night, it's like, wow, why is George Kittle open in the middle of the field the entire first quarter? It's because Baltimore Ravens are like, hey, Brendan Ayuk's good, and, and uh, Debo Smith or Debo Samuel's good, and holy smokes, where's Christian McCaffrey? Mm. Like, that's where he needs to be at, to where he says, look, I can point to two or three guys, and I can do my job, and I don't have to put so much of the burden on myself. I think one reason Travis launched his helmet yesterday is because I'm having to work so hard, and I'm still not getting the football because of the offensive line or because nobody else is helping me get my route open. Um, I think if he has a full healthy off season, right, uh, it doesn't require surgery, but obviously he's played through an ankle injury, a knee injury. He's got to get a full healthy off season. Uh, they need to sort of throttle him back in terms of training camp, OTA, mandatory mini camp nonsense. And you hope that he starts next season fully healthy because that didn't occur this year. And if, you know, I might write this at some point in the athletic dusty, and I know it's not, pleasing to people, uh, but it's just a fact. Patrick Mahomes' projected number one receiver hurt himself before the first rep of training camp in Kadarius Tony. And and Patrick Mahomes' best pass catcher, the person who he has the best connection with, uh, injured his knee in the final practice before the first regular season game. Like, their season was kind of warped or, 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 or obviously it became more discombobulated before they ever faced the Detroit Lions. Um, and so Kelsey needs a healthy offseason. He needs to be healthy all the way through next season um, for him to have a season that is more, you know, representative of what we've seen over the, obviously the last, what, six, seven years before this season where he's, he's physically gutting it out and doing everything he can to get another 1,000 yards. We'll keep you for just a little bit longer. Nate Taylor of The Athletic joining us today on 610 Sports Radio. What was the what was the vibe in that locker room yesterday? Um, it, the vibe was, okay, everybody on defense, look at one another, okay? We know it's their fault. Don't say it publicly. <laughs> and on the offensive side of the locker room, it was, all right, who wants to talk on behalf of us? And I guess they selected Justin Watson because, Dusty, he was the only guy who was willing to answer questions in the locker room last night. Okay? Based on NFL mandatory obligations, Patrick Mahomes and every starting quarterback, if they're not injured, is obligated to talk to reporters after the game. No Travis Kelsey. No Marquez Valdez-Scantlin. No Richie James. No uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Obviously, Isaiah Pacheco is in the concussion protocol because he wasn't available. Um, you know, no Noah Gray. No uh, Rasheed Rice. The only person who was willing to put their clothing back on, their street clothes, in front of us and say, okay, I'll take a few questions, was Justin Watson. Uh, so that, those are the vibes, Dusty. Those are the vibes. <laughs> the defense telling one another, just get through this. Don't say anything bad about the offense, even though we know that's why we lost. Try to support them again publicly. And on the offense, it was like, hey, what's wrong, Justin? Hey, we just got to we're, – we're undisciplined. Finally, someone says out loud, not named Patrick Mahomes, we are undisciplined. And God bless Justin Watson because – 
you know, his quotes were understandable and I thought very poignant and they needed to be included in my article last night. But again, he was the only dude who talked to us. Mm, mm, mm. Last one, Cincinnati comes to town on New Year's Eve. That game at 325, not at noon. They're going to keep Baltimore and Miami in that slot for some reason. But, hey, whatever. Um, do you have any sort of idea how this game goes? I know Jamar Chase is up in the air with a separated shoulder. I know it's Jake Browning. But, look, you just lost to a guy who threw it nine times in the first quarter <laughs> and didn't get a completion after that. So, it's like that's kind of irrelevant now. Um it doesn't matter if they have a wide receiver one. This defense locks down every single wide receiver, which is right. insane uh, that we're going into yeah. week 17 and now one wide receiver one has over a hundred yards. Like it, it, it just to me in general, like where do we even start to think about where this game could go on Sunday at three twenty-five? Uh Darn the ball over. <laughs> Let your defense lead you. And again, for Patrick Mahomes, Hey man, I know it's been a frustrating, uh, cataclysmic season, okay? You are – somebody needs to tell him this. I'm, I'm dead serious, Dusty. Someone needs to tell him you are still the best quarterback on earth. You can still lead this team to victory. You just got to do it time and time and time again. There are no shortcuts. There are no easy way outs. When you get to the drop, fire that thing. You know dudes ain't going to be butt naked open because they haven't been for half the season, okay? Mm. Trust Travis Kelsey with your life because he's the only one who's earned that trust. Obviously, they're going to use Rasheed Rice in that, you know, shallow, intermediate, um, behind the line of scrimmage. Hey, let the running backs get the ball. When they call an RPO, I don't care if it's Andy Reid or Matt Nagy. Hand the ball off. Hand the ball off and let the offensive line move forward. Because, again, for the first time in the Patrick Mahomes era, the offensive line is better at run blocking than pass blocking. So when they call an RPO, I know you're the greatest quarterback on earth, dude, but hand the ball off. Play to live another down. You know, when offensive linemen talk about facing a pass rusher like Max Crosby or Micah Parsons or Nick Bosa or obviously Miles Garrett, they always tell you, you got to die a slow death, which means you got to get in front of that guy for as long as possible. Do not get beat immediately once the ball is snapped. Once that happens, we have no chance for success. So the offensive line, I think, and the offense as a whole really needs to adapt that mindset. We have to die a slow death. Another team has to beat us because no team this season has actually beat us when we don't turn the football over. I know it's wild, guys, but, like, mm -hmm. get the handoffs right. Line up correctly. Block like there's desperation involved so that Mahomes can try to do something with the ball. And if you're a receiver, I don't know, catch it when he trusts you. Like, I know, Marquez, that the ball's kind of behind you. Can you stick your other hand out? Mm. Like, can you try? Can you, like, do the hard things? Because the hard things are the simple things for this team. And they have to die a slow death. If you're going to play Baltimore in January, they're going to beat you. But let them beat you. Don't beat yourselves and don't make it easy for the opponent because you just did that to, again, a team, as you mentioned, Dusty, who didn't complete an entire pass for mm -hmm. 45 minutes. And they had their back at running back in. Didn't even have the league's reading rusher in yesterday for the entire game. But, you know, whatever. I'll continue to pray for you, Nate. I know it's a tough time of the year. It's, uh, I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know if they're officially broken, but they look broke. They look like there's a lack of trust. Thanks for joining us today. Continue to do your great work over the athletic, and I will uh, continue to run into you when I do, my man. So stay safe and have a good new year as well. Yeah, thank you so much, sir. Appreciate it. You bet. Nate Taylor of The Athletic joining us today. Uh, I cannot believe the show is almost over. We have uh, have 30 minutes left. Not even a full 30 minutes left. Coming up on the other side will be The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Rob Brenton's still out of town, so he'll be paired with Nathan. Um, Rip the Band-Aid off. Let's just keep doing it. That's what we got to do. Don't forget, coming up on Friday, January 12th, starting at 6 p.m. at Cinder Block Brewery, Third annual playoff Pilsner release. I will be there myself, Dusty Likens, broadcasting live starting at 6 p.m. Entire 610 Sports Radio staff will be present as well. And F325 Barbecue will be doing a special tailgate menu with wings, loaded mac and cheese, and barbecue sandwiches. Even though Quentin hates every single holiday on the planet Earth, I think he likes all three of those things. We come back. We wrap this show up. We'll get back into what we talked about earlier today. We'll answer some of your text messages. We'll get through this. We'll rip the Band-Aid off. Let's all just take a breath. It's a Tuesday after Christmas. It's Quentin. I'm Dusty. This is 610 Sports Trader listening to Cody and Gold. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 pre- Precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What's trending? All right, let's check in on the hot topics. Trending, trending, trending. All right, really quick before we get out of here today, what's trending? We'll do this here for you. Right now, there is college bowl game action going on. Bowling Green over Minnesota, 7-6 to six, with 2.26 left in the first quarter. Later on today in the first responders bowl will be Texas State versus Rice. And then later tonight, your Kansas Jayhawks, for those of you that root for the Jayhawks. They will play UNLV in the guaranteed rate bowl. The Jayhawks, 10.5-point favorites in this game. As we had mentioned earlier, the parlay that I put together that I haven't officially hit send on yet. Doing the Herm Edwards. Just don't press send. But I do like Devin Neal anytime touchdown. Jason Bean over 223.5 passing yards. 23.5 rushing yards for Jason Bean. And Lawrence Arnold, 57.5 receiving yards. The over-under on this game is 67.5. So a lot of points. They seem to be getting scored in this game. And 10.5 by Kansas means it should be, you know, 
should be in their favor, but we shall see as KU versus UNLV tonight on ESPN at 8 o'clock. Also, what's trending, uh, Isaiah Pacheco in the concussion protocol after the game and then also reported there by Nate Taylor. Chiefs lose 20-14 to yesterday to the Las Vegas Raiders. The Chiefs now 9-6 and in the AFC West. They still lead that division. They still have the top seed in that division as the number one in the AFC West. They are now the three seed, the one seed, officially out of the window for the Kansas City Chiefs when it comes to uh, that possibility. They do have still a two-game lead over the Raiders and the Broncos, who are both seven and eight. It is a lovely snowy day outside in Kansas City. Thanks to you all for joining us. That is what's trending here on Cody and Gold on a Tuesday. December 26th. I hope you all had a very nice Christmas with your families, your loved ones, and friends. I know I did. Had a good time. Went to the Chiefs game. Thanks to uh, Mike and and Nick for letting me go to the game with them. That was fun. I actually got to, at one point, I did did get a high five from uh, Eric Stone Street, which was kind of interesting. I didn't think that would happen in my life. Not that it was something that I had on a bucket list, but he was right behind us. And uh, when they threw the touchdown to Watson, he was recording it, and then I just kind of turned around. He had the hand up. I was like, I got to go in on this. And you waited until one thirty-six to say that? Yeah, it's just like, I don't know how people perceive that. It's like, oh, nice humble brag. You sat in the suite. You sat next to us. You know, just, it's like random, dude. The guy just sat there, watched football game. They score. We all turn around, high five. He's got it out there ready for you. It's like, boom. I'm like, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, man. And then turn right back around and watch the game. Modern family. How you doing? Didn't really talk to him. Not one of those people. No, you enjoy yeah, your you gotta, time. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah, respect the. Now, what would have been really cool is he's like, "Hey, I listened to your show on uh, six ten. Nice stuff." I'd be like, "Okay, now let's have a conversation. Let me <laughs> let me hike up a level and and have this quick conversation with you." But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks to Nate Taylor for joining the show of the Athletic, as he does every Tuesday with Cody and Gold coming up later today. Uh, Peter King, 4 o'clock on the drive. Aaron Ladd at 2.30 with Carrington Harrison, who will be in studio today. He's a true worker. He doesn't take days off. I'm kidding. He just doesn't take days off like today. Um, We talked today about how this is just a, you got to rip the Band-Aid off. I know there's a lot of you out driving around doing returns. I just kind of walked by the window where you can see Target Zoo. Absolute you-know-what kind of a show. No way I'm going to a retail place of any kind today. I've been to a box store one time. Yeah. One time post-Christmas. Never Never again. again. Yeah. For somebody that doesn't put up one stropany of a decoration, I can't imagine why you would have a successful time at a place after Christmas on Boxing Day. Yeah. I. uh, It was uh, the clothes that I got were the wrong size. Yeah. You got it? Yeah, I I got or you were it. Gifted it. I well, I was it, it was given to okay. me. They were one size too big, so I just needed. Now, once I got in line and uh-huh. like once I got up to the counter, is pretty simple. But the whole process of getting to that point that was chaotic. It is kind of funny how when you're a kid you hate clothes for Christmas, and then you get oh, older I love and you, clothes, and then you get older and you you start to appreciate it. Oh yeah, like my sister and I, we have a tradition every year. Um, we get each other a Charlie Hustle hoodie. So every year my closet's getting bigger and bigger with more and fun stuff to wear. And it's like every year I'm excited to get that gift. Whereas like when I was like seven, I'm like, I want toys. I want money. <laughs> I'm just an ungrateful kid. But uh, yeah, man. Hey, Dusty from the 816. Hi, 816. 
Showtime Kansas City says that the Chiefs need to cool down and stop making themselves looking like clowns, acting classless and unprofessional. They need to get right and start scoring points and stop looking stupid on the sidelines, throwing fits. I said earlier today, I will not be angry or upset or anything towards any sort of frustration you feel. Because this team has earned it, right? This is a team that has set the gold standard. They're the top-tier team or have been for the last five years in the NFL. And when they look at a characteristic, it gets magnified to a different level. It just, it is what it is, right? You are what you are. You've made yourself that, and it's, it's fine. You should be okay with that. If you're at the top, they've handled pressure year in and year out. Been to the AFC Championship game every single year. Mahomes has been the quarterback, and they played it every single year at home. And now when you have things that look out of character or egregious to what you're used to seeing from a team like this, the scrutiny and the, the takes of people are going to be there. And this is one of those days, and even Nate Taylor agreed, you rip the Band-Aid off, man. You just you let it out. You, you get it off your chest. That's part of what you've earned as a fan. You get to have opinions. You get to have your takes. You've been with this team. Who knows how long you've been with this team. Maybe you go back to the Willie Lanier days. Maybe you go to the you know, Alex Smith days. Or maybe you're you know, a young fan that loves sports radio, which I appreciate you even more than you know. And you started when Mahomes was drafted. Because you're only, what, 14 now? So you started being a fan when you were 9. We started to understand football. That's fine, too. But at this point with this team that's been built from Mahomes, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, and all that, you have yet to see this in the text I don't say. You know? People are saying, oh, they're acting like crybabies. They're acting like clowns. They're throwing fits. They've hit the breaking point. The breaking point is everywhere. And I thought Nate Taylor said something very interesting when he said a little bit that he said he might write about has to go towards Mahomes. Look, man, everybody on your team is a professional athlete. Don't worry about if they drop it anymore. And the text sign says here, Pat Mahomes just needs to go be the gunslinger again. The trust excuse is getting old. Okay? But that can mess with the mental psyche of things, right? That can mess with what you, how you perform. And we used the analogy earlier, we, I, used the analogy earlier of playing golf, which, shocker for a lot of people that probably roll their eyes and go, oh, wow, Dusty's talking about golf again. You're, you're damn right. But the thing is, is like you've all played with that person or maybe you are that person that – First tee box, driver gets out of the bag, slice into the woods. Next tee box, slice your driver again. You're no longer trusting that club or you've seen those guys that no longer will trust that club. Be like, nope, not doing it. Or they'll go into a round. I don't trust my three wood. I'm not hitting it. I'll use something else. But the thing about this is that That's what you're seeing right now, I think, from the play of quarterback. I've never seen Mahomes act like this, so something has to be awry that's causing this. And the text line will say, I think Mahomes doesn't trust himself. He's been burned too many times. There's things that he has in his, and this is just me rambling at this point, but, you know, again, I understand why frustration sinks deep within these human beings that are athletes and that you see they're on camera. You know, it's just, it happens a lot. And, you know, I think there's – I think we can be fair here as well 
to assume that there might be, you know, a little bit of shock and awe that's affected this team as well. They haven't played this poor since 2017, right? That's the last time they've lost six games in a season. They're one and three in the month of December. They're always nails in December. Another thing that has zagged in a different direction than normal. Their quarterback doesn't look like he's playing at the level that that quarterback has always played at. Two-time MVP, two-time Super Bowl MVP, two-time Super Bowl champion. These are all just things that are out in the open that the naked eye can see. And somebody says from the 913, I don't want them throwing, I don't want them throwing fits in response to adversity. I want to see the guys step up and be leaders and be that that's not happening right now. And when Nate said that Watson was the only guy who wanted to talk post-game, that sums it up. Fair, fair, fair assumption. Because I didn't know what had happened in the locker room, and that's why I wanted to ask Nate and be like, what was the vibe like? Because I've been in that locker room when tragedy has happened. When you lose to the Pittsburgh Steelers by just field goals in the playoffs, I was there. Nobody wants to talk. But that's a playoff game. Like, you went home. The same thing happened after the Titans lost when Mariota throws it off Revis's face and then he catches it and walks it in. Same thing. But it was a playoff loss. If you want to get things right, sometimes you might just have to check yourself or come together as a group and just let it out, right? Maybe if you're in a relationship and there's been some rocky moments, it's like, hey, maybe we should just sit down, be honest with each other, get off our chest what's bothering us, and see how we feel afterwards. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But in the long run, you're still trying to work on yourself and fix the issue that is within the house. And right now, there is some sort of trust issue within the four walls at one arrowhead drive. I think it's a great point by the text line bringing up that out of all the players to step up, it's a guy that we don't perceive as like a leader in the locker room, right? It's a, now he is a veteran, but... I think it is good to finally hear another player besides Patrick Mahomes or someone like an Andy Reid who steps up and is saying, hey, you know, we're playing sloppy football. This mm-hmm. is on us. It's it's not other teams coming after and beating us. We're beating ourselves. That sort of idea, that thought process that Chiefs fans have had all season and to hear it come out of the locker room, at least to what a certain extent is a little relieving right. because you know that they're not just burying their head. And I'm not saying that they need to, point fingers at somebody who has a drop or a playoff sides and neither does Derek Johnson who joined the guys in uh Kling and uh Jay Binkley or this morning when he said this. Yeah, um I I can't see this Chiefs team placing placing um, blame um and maybe some looks here and there, but at the end of the day, uh, um 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 like you said our offense has been carrying us <laughs> for a while. And um, it's the ultimate team get, team game. I always say that, and um, um, we need everybody to to do their part. And uh, if somebody's not doing their part, uh, uh, offensive group or, or a certain group, um, the the other the other side of the ball needs to do more, which is hard to do at times. So I know that, uh, but uh, I, this this is a high character team. So I, I can't uh, even when I saw um, um, Kelsey on on the sideline doing some. Um, uh, um, you know, kind of mad on the sideline. I mean, Andy kind of cleared him up really, <laughs> really quick. So, uh, it, this is a type of team that um, um, they, they are human. Don't get me wrong; they, they, they have emotions and things happen, but uh, they're not going to point the fingers. Uh, they, they'll figure out how to. I don't know how well it would do, but um, they're going to figure out. They will do better. They will do better. 
But uh, um, um, we we I'm 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 a little concerned about the offense right now for sure. A little concerned. You hear former players. You hear guys that have been in the trenches on the gridiron that have seen football be played. And I go back to something that Kurt Warner tweeted out last night, and that was watch Chiefs offense and could have been worst overall game by this O in Mahomes era. First credit, the Raiders defense who outcoached and outplayed Kansas City. Second KC was bad everywhere. Patrick Mahomes missed reads and throws. Concepts were confusing. Got manhandled up front, et cetera. It's getting late, people. I don't know where you credit Kurt Warner, but I know that he is a quarterback of the past. Super Bowl champion Kurt Warner. MVP Kurt Warner. And he knows that there are things that are seen on tape that just don't look right. And when... You know, you hear guys say things and you hear what they have to say. Like, this was Dane and Hughes. When you talk about trust and you don't want to hear it, this was Dane and Hughes who watches this team all the time. This is what he had to say about trust and issues on the offense. I think it's a mixture, Bank. And I give him credit because there are times where the smart move is to tuck it and run. Like, there are times where, and it's not necessarily because the pocket collapses or because the protection isn't there. It's just that. Maybe the defense has dropped out, and we've seen that. I mean, you can go back to that great run that he had against the Titans in his first Super Bowl run where he, he scampered down the sideline. That was the smart move. It wasn't necessarily that there was bad protection. It's not always that. I think that's where fans have to recognize that sometimes when Patrick takes the ball and runs with it, uh, the key fourth down that we converted yesterday where he had the, the inside trap, the fake, and then he just ran around the edge and slid for the first down. That's not that's that's somewhat of a designed play. He has a run pass option, and he opted to run the ball and get the first down. It's smart, but then there's times where you kind of wonder, and and nobody can read his mind. Uh, nobody knows what he's feeling in that huddle, but you kind of wonder: is he leaving the pocket because he's not? necessarily comfortable or waiting for that deep in to come across the field, waiting for that deep post to materialize, uh, waiting for those routes to unfold, or is it because he's uh, not trusting the receivers and he trusts himself more? I think there's a mix, a healthy mix in there, uh, but that's where the film study comes in. I guarantee today if they're in the, if they're in the facility, which I believe they are because it's a short week, Uh, If they're in the facility and they're watching film or he's at home watching it on his iPad, he's got to look himself in the mirror and wonder, you know what, hey, guys, like this is a game of trust. Regardless of, you know, how things are unfolding and how many hits I'm taking, like I got to trust the other 10 guys to do their job. And part of that job is the protection. And part of the other job is I got to throw it to guys that are eligible receivers down the field and trust that they can make those plays. So that Dana Hughes, who is the color commentator for the Chiefs radio network with Mitch Holtis, you can hear all their work on 106.5 The Wolf. Um, A trusted source, also the host of Players Only that you can hear on Thursdays. Not this Thursday. Got the Pop-Tart Bowl. K-State edible mascot. Toaster football trophy as as the overall champions trophy but i also want to bring this up as we wrap up this peeling of the band-aid day off this from twitter as well the chiefs have played 109 games with patrick mahomes as their starter among that sample today's performance or yesterday's performance ranked 109th in offensive epa per drive not just the two touchdowns they gave up gave away earlier or gave away either 
103rd out of 109 in success rate in Mahomes starts. So if there is a lot of, you know, depressed fans or a lot of angry people, you haven't seen this. This isn't that type. This isn't the type of Chiefs team that you've grown accustomed to watching in years past. As somebody says from the 816, we show up every week to a gunfight carrying dull knives that are not going to get sharper in week 17. Maybe that's what you need. Maybe to build the team back up, maybe you need a little bit of adversity in a season where it's like we could have been better, we should have been better, we beat ourselves in multiple weeks, and now we're at home watching Baltimore and Miami in the AFC Championship game. I don't know. Maybe that's what you need. You don't like to hear it, but you got enough credibility and clout over the past five years that you know you're not going to win them all. New England didn't win them all, right? Pittsburgh, Dallas, all those, they didn't win them all. Dallas, it kind of seemed like they did. But again, like, this team is built to be successful for many, many years. This is a down year as of right now when it comes to offensive production that we never thought we'd get to because the defense seems to be just fine. But I'm proud of you, Kansas City. We got through it. Tuesday, 2 o'clock, snowy day. Go have a nice, relaxing night. Enjoy your company. Enjoy your time here on Earth while you have it. That was a little dark, but I didn't mean to do that. But also, thanks to Nate Taylor. Thanks to Quentin as well for today's help in today's show. Coming up is Carrington Harrison for The Drive. As I tell everybody every single time that I sign off, Christmas might be over, but you can still finish this new year off as a good human, a good person in life. Go do nice things for people. You never know it could change their day, week, month, or year. It's simply just nice and cool to care. Kansas City, enjoy your week. We'll talk to you tomorrow on The Drive with Carrington Harrison. I'm Dusty Likens. Have a good rest of your afternoon, Kansas City. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.